Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. The perfect individual, a good friend of mine, this program to wrap up this week, Mohammed Al Aaron of Queen's College, Cambridge, amongst other things, of course. Mohammed, wonderful to catch up with you. Better earnings, better data, bonds rallying this week, equities rallying this week. Let's start with the number one question of the week. Is inflation on a sustainable path back towards 2% or is there reason to believe it reaccelerates later this year? We don't know, John. It's going to depend on what happens to service inflation. We need service inflation to come down before goods inflation goes back up and goods inflation will go back up at some point. So we need a lot of help on the service side. But John, you cannot get in the way right now of the soft landing narrative. That narrative is building momentum. It is stronger than it was last October when it handed off to something else. Um, But everything we've seen so far this week, CPI, PPI, the banks, it's all been about a soft landing narrative. And that narrative is on the go. And I wouldn't get it in the way of it right now. Andrew Hollenhorst, the city, has changed his view on policy over at the Federal Reserve. Says hike in July, was looking for a hike in September. He's pushed that out to November. He said this on inflation. The soft inflation story may last for several months and possibly the remainder of the year, but still tight labour markets and a rebounding housing market risk of reacceleration in inflation late this year or early next year. Mohammed, talk to me about that window, that soft landing, soft inflation story. You sound a little bit more constructive, not just on the economy, but dare I say this market too. So we are definitely in a good window for inflation data. It will last into September. It's partly its base effects, partly it's what's happening around us, partly it's the feed into um, production from the PPI. It is what happens thereafter, John. And when you look at the components of inflation, it is critical, and you just cited, it is critical that we don't get certain components moving back up before service disinflation has established traction. That, that is the bet. There's two big bets out there right now. One is that the inflation decline will be linear. Too early, too early to bet on that. And the other one is that the Fed will stop after the, first, after the next rate hike, which is in July. Um, that if they're data dependent, they stop. If they are worried about their credibility and they remember the bad experience they had in 2021, they may want another rate hike um, as insurance. I would stop if I were them, but this Fed has surprised me so many times, John, that I don't know what they're going to do. Well, never mind the bad experience of 2021. Let's talk about the experience of early 2023, when the chairman started to embrace the disinflationary process. Mohammed, when we get to the news conference at the end of this month, Jackson Hole in August at the end of next month, do you expect to hear the same kind of thing again? Or do you expect to hear what we heard from Chris Waller, the governor overnight? I see two more 25 basis point hikes and a refusal to embrace the inflation data of the last month. Yeah, I mean, we've had three speakers so far, and all of them have pushed back against the dual hypothesis of linear disinflation and one hike, and that's it. They're not ready to give up, give that up. Now, it's a lot, a lot going to happen in the next few weeks. John, the big story of the year 
is what did not happen rather than what did happen. We did not get a recession. The hikes, which have been significant, did not weaken the labor market. Credit contraction has not happened. The banks haven't suffered yet from inverted yield curves, concerns about deposits, depositors looking for higher deposit rate. It is all about what has not happened. This is the big, and this is why so many people have been surprised with their recession calls, with their market calls, because a lot of things simply have not happened. Let's explore that a little bit more. Mohammed, there are some people who believe that the tightening cycle of the last 12 months still hasn't bidden. What evidence is there that the improving inflation data is a consequence of the rate hiking cycle that started in March of last year? I think the evidence comes from the good sector is that you've had significant impact on rate sensitive um, goods. And that is what has driven inflation down along with the reversal of the surge in, in energy and for the U.S. in food prices. So, so that is why we're getting these good inflation numbers and they are to be welcomed. The problem, and you know that that, that was a concern I've always had about the Fed being late, is that inflation migrated to the service sector and to wages. And the problem when that happens, as we all know, is that that is less sensitive to rate hikes. So that, that is where the service versus goods element comes in, and it's critical that we see the disinflation on the service side. Going to be interesting to see how the next 12 months materializes, evolves with that in mind, Mohammed, and the longer available lags of policy, how it starts to come through the pipeline, it starts to bite in this economy. Torsten Slok has really been on top of this over at Apollo, a man I'm sure you know well, Mohammed. He said the flawed logic in the current market narrative, this is what you and I are discussing right now, the narrative of the moment, embracing the soft landing hopes and dreams. He pushes back. He says this, the lagged effects of Fed hikes will continue to drag the economy down over the coming 12 to 18 months. That is why the recession is a more likely outcome than a soft landing. Never mind the narrative, Mohammed. Never mind what this market's going to embrace through summer. Is it still your base case, potentially, that we get a recession more than perhaps we get a soft landing? So I haven't been in the recession camp, John. I've been pushing back over and over again. There's nothing automatic about a recession. We get there if there's a another policy mistake. But the economy itself is strong and robust. You've heard me say this over and over again. This is an economy that surprises on the upside. But we can still get a recession if the Fed over tightens, which is a possibility. Then that takes you to the question of what is the effect of all the cumulative lags that are coming in. Um, Look, the hard thing, you, you, you can make a recession call but be careful of the market technicals. I mean, the one thing that, that has frustrated Dawson and other is the market technicals have been very strong and you've got to respect the technicals. Um, those who don't get trampled on. And these technicals have embraced soft landing. There've been a consistent inclination to go higher and now there's reason to go higher. The PPI and the CPI numbers were very encouraging to those people. I still think there are outstanding questions. One of them, you're right, the cumulative effects of the hikes. Two is the inflation dynamics. Are they gonna be as accommodating as we want them? And then three is the Fed. And I think these are open questions right now. Could you define policy mistake for us? They are communicating, projecting two more hikes. Is that a policy mistake that leads to an unnecessary outcome for economic growth? So it gets us into the question of how quickly 
do you want to get to an inflation target and what is the right inflation target? That is where your question goes. Um, if you want to get to a 2% inflation target quickly, you will make a policy mistake. You'll make a policy mistake for two reasons. One is my, my own belief that that is not the right thing to do. You don't want to get to 2% quickly. The supply side is disrupted. It's disrupted by geopolitics. It's disrupted by the rewiring of supply chains that the corporate sector is doing. It's disrupted by the labor market. It's disrupted by many things. So if you force 2%, you will contract demand much more than you should. So, John, we get into this very complex question. Now, is Chair Powell going to discuss this in August? I doubt it. The Fed, understandably, the Bank of England, the ECB do not want to go anywhere near the discussion of the inflation target. And that's because they're worried about their credibility. They don't want to open that discussion until they've reestablished their credibility. Slightly unfair of me to ask, but not on what they should do and what you expect them to do. Are they one and done? That's, that's what I would do if I were them, one and done, because I don't believe that we should be getting to 2% inflation quickly because we will risk breaking something. And when I say breaking something, there's two aspects to it. The economy with the vulnerable segments of society being most vulnerable and two, the financial sector. There's still a lot of things to happen, particularly in non-banks, John. We've talked about commercial real estate. It happens slowly. All this refinancing don't happen instantaneously. They happen slowly. So we've got to be careful not to shoot ourselves in the foot yet again. It's the policy trilemma you've talked about all year, that exchange between growth, inflation, and financial stability. Mohammed, wonderful to catch up with you and wrap up the week. Mohammed there, Mohammed Alarian of Queen's College, Cambridge. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.